0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches with your amex card entertainment
1: benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears the volume hey what's up y'all t bob here reminded you that you can come hang out with me and aaron murray live on amp monday through thursday amp is a new live radio app you just download it from the apple store you can actually call in text in chat with us directly during the show it's a ton of fun we're at snaps right snaps your favorite college football podcast at snaps monday through thursday one eastern new central on amp download it and come hang out with us today hello and happy thursday uh this is snaps your favorite daily college football podcast generally we are live on youtube at youtube.com slash at volume snaps however um Our wonderful producer, Ryan Brumley, is going through a move this week. So internet thing, blah, blah, blah. You You don't need to. We're we're, we're recording it today, but we will be live again next week. Uh, I am one of your hosts, T-Bob Hebert. Some have called me um, the greatest center to ever play at LSU. I don't don't know that I would say that, but it's certainly a conversation that some have had. And uh, he is Aaron Murray. Um, who besides like Quincy Carter, DJ Shockley, David Green, Joe Tereshinsky, Joe Cox, uh, probably comes in at like number seven or eight in terms yeah. of UJ quarterbacks in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Stetson, yeah. can't forget about Stetson.
2: Yeah, Jake Fromm, don't forget about Jake Fromm. Oh, yeah,
1: forgot about Jake Fromm. That's right. Jacob Absolutely. Easton yep. had a good run for a little bit too. That, that, that
2: hey. you know, five star, five star, big guy, big, big guy, big hey, guy, big uh, guy. That's what
1: we love to see. Oh, wait, never mind. I was gonna say. Playoff quarterback Jacob Eason, but that was Jake Browning. Remember Jake Browning? What happened to Jake Browning? Who the hell's Jake Browning? Isn't he the old Washington quarterback when Chris Peterson and that Washington Husky team uh, made the playoff? How do
2: you how do you bring up a Washington quarterback when we're talking about Georgia quarterbacks?
1: Because where's Jacob Eason from?
2: Oh, he did go back to Washington. And where yes. do you end
1: up transferring to? I thought okay. you were
2: mixing up the 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 Browning kid with Jake from But okay, gotcha. I thought. We're I mean, I, mean I don't out. know what to
1: tell you, bro. I thought this was we're a good. college football podcast, okay. If you don't know about Jake, if you don't know that I'm causally linking Jacob Eason and Jake Browning because of the home state, well, I, I I can't help you. Jesus. Mm. Shout out to the live for having us here. Let's dive in because we got a short episode today. Um, I've titled this Big Trouble and Little Norman, and this comes from the boss man himself. That's right. Papa Colin had a take the other day that kind of flirts with a topic we've discussed quite a bit on this show, Aaron, and that is the future of Oklahoma. And uh, essentially what Papa Collins said is that, look, is Oklahoma going to be the next Nebraska, right? Nebraska moved to the big 10 and they died. Uh, Will Oklahoma in moving to a better conference in the SEC suffer the same death? Aaron, I'll let you start. Do you see the Oklahoma Sooners becoming the next Nebraska Cornhuskers? I don't know if they're going to fall that far,
2: to to be honest. Are they going to be contending to be one of the four you know I, what i would assume three or four sec teams that are going to make the 12 team playoff every year i don't see that so are we talking about a, a team that is not going to go bowling a team that is going to be like nebraska consistently going four five wins just being one short to going to a bowl game i don't see that massive a drop what i could see is an Oklahoma team that once they do join the SEC, I think they'll have a massive year this year. I think they have more talent than anyone in the Big 12 besides Texas. They have the easiest schedule inside the Big 12. They should, if they don't, then then it does cause for for even more concern before they head to the SEC. They should have a great year. But the transition to the big boy league, which is the SEC, I think you're going to see an Oklahoma team that will struggle. I think Texas is in a better position to have success in the SEC faster, and if Oklahoma starts to be a team that is a eight win team, maybe flirts with nine win team for the first three or four years in the SEC, I think that may be the ceiling that they kind of hit, and 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 it, it's 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 not going to be easy. I mean, when you're going to have to face Texas every year, when you're going to have to face Alabama and LSU and Georgia and Tennessee and Florida and Auburn and Hugh Freeze, there's only so many people that can eat at a high level inside the SEC so um not so go back to your question I don't see a Nebraska drop but I do see a drop where we're, we may hmm. not see the run that they've had for the past decade I think they're gonna be a um middle of the pack to just below the
1: top tier in the SEC which is eight nine wins. Uh, I mean, them coming into the league. Now, obviously, so much rides and vitables year two, and we'll get to that in a second. Them coming into the league, I would probably have them right outside your Alabama-Georgia tier uh, next to next to LSU. Um, real quick, Aaron, side note. Side note. Who's not gonna win in the Big 12 this year? Okay, how about you tell me that? Because all the shit you talk, it's probably a shorter list than who's going to win the Big 12. I guess you just think they're going to hand out multiple Big 12 championships this year. Okay. Well, let's who's going to win the win Big 12 Let's answer it. the question. I don't care about Oklahoma. Who's going to win the Big I've 12? I've already told
2: you, Texas is going to win the o-
1: Big 12. No, because you've told, you told me this. Oklahoma as well this offseason, which is no, no, it, no, Texas wait, that or Oklahoma. Longer. It's
2: Texas. I'm, I'm, I'm full. That was when I was like trying to stay away from Texas because I told myself I would, but not anymore. I'm I'm full blown Texas Longhorns. I think you'll see a Texas Oklahoma Big 12 championship game. Uh and Texas is a better team this year. Okay. They're the better okay. team. They have better skill. Um okay. Oklahoma says a lot of question marks at the skill position. I like Dylan Gabriel. I think Quinn Ewers is a better quarterback when he's performing at a higher level. Um and I think they're gonna have a better defense than Oklahoma. They're a better football
1: team. Um, okay. Uh there he is. Horny boy number one, uh Aaron Murray. Um Here's what I'll say about Oklahoma have, becoming the who next Who do you have Nebraska. winning the Big 12 before you go into this? Who do you have uh, winning? Uh, Kansas. Okay. Go look at the all Big 12 team. Go look at the All-American teams. Okay. Who's quarterback? Jalen Daniels. Anyway, um, in terms of Oklahoma being the next Nebraska, I think that Bob Stoops, you know, I'm a person who likes to rely on expertise. I would say Bob Stoops has a pretty firm understanding of the landscape of Oklahoma. Um and I think Colin is right in one thing, but Bob Stoops calls him out in another that I think Stoops is right on, which he says, you know, the problem is you're 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 forming a link between Oklahoma and Nebraska saying, well, Nebraska doesn't produce a lot of in-state talent. Oklahoma doesn't produce a lot of in-state talent, but you're ignoring the fact that Oklahoma basically is Texas, right? Like if you look around Nebraska, it's not just the state itself that has a dearth of talent, but it's the surrounding states as well. Oklahoma has proven like we have a way large enough sample size to prove they might as well be one of the Texas schools. And then I think it's tempting because this is immediately where my brain went was like, well, that's fine. They can go into Texas. But he and him in Texas, like what happens if they get really good? Can they go? Can they still go in? And like, cause like surely there's not enough players, right? Well, that's how big Texas is, Aaron. I, I looked at numbers. Apparently there are enough players. L- listen yeah. to how the schools have finished over the last few years. In 2020, a&M had the sixth class, Texas had the eighth, OU had the 13th. In 21, AM eighth, OU 10th, Texas 15th. In 2002, AM first, Texas five, Oklahoma eight. And then in 23, Texas third, Oklahoma fourth, AM 15th. Again, those are national rankings. Okay. So clearly we have enough evidence that no matter what, Oklahoma will always be able to go in and take players from Texas. So the geographic recruiting angle, I think that's a dud. The angle that's not a dud is the Brent Venables angle. And the scary thing about becoming Nebraska, Aaron, is that no one is fully immune from becoming Nebraska because all it takes is two bad head coaching hires in a row. If if, if, if you hire two guys that are just not up to the task, um, I mean, you're talking about at least six, seven, probably even eight years of bad football and that's why these decisions matter so much it's why these coaches get paid so much it's why schools hold on to them for dear life It's why these buyouts are so large because coaches have all this leverage because these are not decisions you go like oops we screwed up let's just go ahead and make a turn no this is like it's like turning the titanic it's not a speedboat and these are decisions that you have to get right and like colin talked about in preventables you hired a defensive coach in an offensive age the defense was an absolute shit show in year number one, you know, he has no head coaching resume. So, like, yes, geographically, no, Oklahoma will never be Nebraska. But head coaching-wise, if Venables doesn't turn out to be the guy, and then you mess on the next guy, and you're in the SEC like you just talked about, well, then watch out because you're talking about an extended period of bad. It's one of the reasons why this year number two is so brutally crucial for Oklahoma's hopes and just for the mental stability of Oklahoma fans.
2: I want to hit a couple of points that you brought up. One, the recruiting first off. I do think the Big 12, I think we all know the Big 12 is going to um, significantly drop off when it comes to talent when Texas, Oklahoma leave. I think kids will then look at the Big 12 as kind of that step below. So even if I have to leave the state of Texas to go to Oklahoma instead of going to TCU, instead of going to Texas Tech or Baylor, I would rather do that knowing that I'm playing in the SEC Instead of the, you know, the, the junior league, which will be the Big 12. It's gonna be the Big Ten. It's gonna be the SEC. Everyone is going to want to go there. Texas and Oklahoma, you talked about the big state, all these recruits, only so many can go to those schools each and every year. Oklahoma to me would be that next school that could easily jump in there mm-hmm. and get those top kids, which they've been doing for a long time. So I don't think the recruiting angle is gonna hit. Obviously, Bet Venables has to win this year. Defense has to be better. You have to see massive improvement from there. They've done a great job in the portal. They've done a great job recruiting. You would anticipate year two would be better. When we talked to Oklahoma kids, when I talked to uh, our boy, Roy Williams, who was a guest on the show last year as well, they just kept hitting, which is just mind blowing to me that the kids were not executing what the coaches want them to do. So I don't know if that was a, Hey, this is too complicated or we just haven't repped it enough to get to the point where it's just muscle memory. We go out there and react and we're not thinking. So I'm hoping it was more of just muscle memory and we're not reacting and we're playing slow. And then year two, it's it's we know it's ingrained into our system and we're ready to go out there and execute a high level. You would hope that. Or Venables needs to dumb it down a little bit for those kids to go out there and play significantly better than what they did last year. You also got to look at the quarterback position. When Dylan Gabriel was healthy, they were playing – significantly better the two games that he wasn't they their points per game dropped by like double digits so you got to keep him healthy they also have hopefully a better backup quarterback a top recruit they got this year we'll see if he's ready if dylan does go down at some point so i think from a fan base perspective as a whole right now you got facilities you got support you're gonna have recruits i think all that will check the boxes of they're ready to go to the sec it's just, to me, it's just Venables. That's it. That's, that, that, that is the yeah. final piece of the pie. If Oklahoma is going to be a team that can, can compete with the big boys in the SEC year in and year out, all that's left is the coaching piece. I don't think it's talent. I don't think it's resources. I don't think it's the fan base. I think and it's just it, Venables. It's a coach. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics: UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, Saint John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million
0: at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable.
1: When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If I want to sprint my fat ass up to the mental gymnastic vault and start flipping through the air along with my Sooner brethren, uh, I would say that Venables has already made me eat crow on one front. Uh, do you remember the clip of Venables where he was like, if you're committed to me, like, don't take any other visits, you know, because that's like, that's lo- you know, and he had this whole rant about like how they they only like if they don't allow guys to take visits, have to commit, whatever. I thought at that time, I was like, whoa, dude, this shows a fundamental kind of misunderstanding or fundamentally flawed view of what recruiting is like nowadays. And that's going to like really hurt him and probably a to. Well, I, I don't, I mean, I've been proven completely wrong there. Uh Venables on a recruiting standpoint has absolutely um done spectacular, you know, a plus sort of march. So he's already proved me wrong there. I-, I would still be terrified of an Oklahoma fan, but maybe he could prove me wrong again this fall. I just don't know how they get past Kansas. That's the only thing I can't really wrap my head around at this point. Uh and
2: I think we agree. And can, in your in your mind could they ever win an SEC championship? Uh, yes. You and you, could you envision Oklahoma winning an SEC championship game? Could you ever envision Texas winning an uh, an SEC championship?
1: Uh, yes, because I think of both schools in terms of potential. And I think, uh, maybe less so with Texas, but I still would think that not too many people disagree. I think we are, we, we have pretty ample evidence that the potential in the school, uh, is there for a national championship. and I don't think moving into the SEC hurts that. Um, I think it makes it harder to do things on a year in and year out basis, but I think it makes you better because you're playing against better. You're recruiting better. Like over time you get better. It just takes the coach, man. Like, okay. Uh, drop Kirby smart in Oklahoma. Do you think they're a national champion? Well, That's a
2: funny thing. You brought that up. And, and part of what Colin's conversation was Kirby's a defensive mind. Nick Saban's a defensive mind. Like I, I, I get, this is an age of and you want to hire offense, and I'm an offensive guy. Like I would, I would much prefer to hire an offensive coach as my head coach instead of hiring a defensive coach. But the two most successful teams right now, the two best teams heading into the season, are both led by defensive minded coaches.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I don't I, care. I about don't think that's. I don't think it's. Minded. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world as long as you realize, like, where I'm going to stay in my lane, and and I'm going to hire a guy in offense that kind of does that in a high level. I could care less what your expertise is in. Yeah, I don't give a shit.
1: I mean, I I want you to be more of a CEO than a coach anyway. Yes, I've talked to before. That's why
2: I love Dion. I would rather much a guy that can talk the talk, walk the walk, go out there, fundraise, go out there and recruit.
1: That's all you need to do to me. I know we need to move on, but if you drop Kirby into Oklahoma, are they capable of winning national championship? Yes,
2: I'll answer for you. Uh, Okay,
1: that's a uh, lie. Nope, nope, nope.
2: I don't think so. What do you mean? How I don't think so. They will. They they will not. What Kirby's done. Oklahoma's good talent, and you just went through the list of of of, of how they've been able to recruit. Georgia talent wise is a step above Oklahoma, a step above recruiting to Athens, Georgia. That, okay, we're, we're I don't mystery. think you could just do that. Kirby Norman. Could the, yeah, I don't he think you do that to Norman, yeah, he could. Oklahoma. He cannot. Yeah, Norman. No, no. 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 Have you been to Norman, Oklahoma? Have you
1: been? Um no I have not Mr. World Traveler. Okay. So why don't you hit me with the classic oh what is this like you you're like you're like any other ex athlete that's ever done sports auger they're like you wouldn't get it cuz you haven't played. That's when you know you've lost the argument.
2: I've never when you I've have never, to hit
1: somebody with the you haven't played asking. When you, know you lost the argument. It's okay. part of no, it, it is part of
2: the, the lore. Coast. It is if 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 all things are equal in recruiting, it is part of the pitch. Athens, Georgia, some of these SEC towns are significantly better than Norman, Oklahoma. If
1: Brent Venables could create the fourth best class in the country in Norman, Kirby Smart can make the first. What's a better historical program, Oklahoma or Georgia? Uh, okay. Oklahoma. By far. Uh, Oklahoma easily it's almost like it's you know you could have just as much success i don't know man i know i know they've had no you're trying to prove your point you're trying to prove your point about oklahoma not being capable and you're brum. you you break the tie here and we can move on if you drop kirby smart in oklahoma can he win in that absolutely yes thank you okay moving on get out of here um florida's getting a makeover how about that what about this Uh, new swamp who this? as, uh, they are planning a $400 million renovation, which Scott Strickland is calling a quote, multi-generational solution, which I just love as two words put together. Mm. Um, here's okay. So all I'll say is uh, with all these Florida facility upgrades, I'm just like, okay, finally, like welcome to the party. Like you've caught up. It's going to help in recruiting. I don't think it's anything though, where they're like outstripping others. I do like this though. They're talking about what they'll do to the stadium. You know, it's a lot of like quality of life stuff, wider concourse, let's been seating, larger video boards, blah, 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 blah. They're expected to lose thousands of seats, however. And to some that may be like, oh, no, that's so bad. But like, I don't know, man, I used to be one of those more people is always better. But ever since LSU upgraded to 100,000 seats, that stadium is never full. Like it gets full once, maybe twice a year. Like there's a certain point where the interest, like it just doesn't make sense to just keep adding butts in the seats. And so, the swamp is built in a way where eighty five thousand, it could be just as loud as ninety thousand. It is built straight up; they're on top of you. Like this. Um, I, I guess I'm just saying that I applaud this move. I think there's something to be said. Uh, I, I, I don't think we can really feel the difference too much between 85,000 and 100,000 insane screaming fans.
2: Uh, I do think 15,000 is significant, but I agree. Like, I would still rather, much as a player, be able to look up and know that every single week that the stadium is sold out and it's yeah. packed, it looks better. Um, instead of just like you alluded to two games that may be completely packed out with a hundred thousand people, I'd rather know that every, every single game we're going to have 85, 90,000 people sold out there early, ready to go. So um, I, I I'm, I'm with you on that one. It's, it's long overdue. I think, I, I do think that same thing we talked about with Oklahoma, if Florida can get it right at the coaching position, I would, I would say Florida has more of a legitimate ch- chance to become a more of a national power than Oklahoma going no, for.
1: I mean, I mean to yes. me though, it you're just saying they're all the same. They they're, they're all so. in the category I of schools so. with the potential to be national champions, but like we said, the head coach is the needed ingredient, the general. I think Florida um, could I think Florida could dominate the state of Florida with recruiting, especially with these upgrades. There's still enough to go around. I mean, I, everybody I still goes to think Florida kids in Texas
2: Texas would still, if Texas is rolling at a and if Texas, Oklahoma, if Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M are all rolling, and sorry to bring this back to Oklahoma, if all three of those schools are rolling, Texas and Texas A&M should get first pick in the state.
1: If Florida, Florida State, Miami are rolling, Florida probably gets first pick in the state. Maybe, maybe. I don't know those scenes. I would love to hear from a Texas recruiting expert. If we have any listening or have friends in the comments, reach out to somebody that you know, because I would like to see if that is a true statement. Um, speaking of selling out season tickets, how about those Auburn Tigers? Hugh freeze creating buy-in that was never there for Brian Harson, All the entire school record number of season tickets sold for the Auburn Tigers. I mean, right when you think they're dead, these insane motherfuckers rally and they're just back into your face. I mean, the belief out of Auburn is, is unreal. I, I texted all yesterday. It reminds me of like, like the Viet Cong or something, or like any time throughout history where you see a major power kind of invading a smaller one. And you got these natives, uh, including like the American Revolution, with us Americans, you got the natives who can't, who can't necessarily fight, um, you know, in a pinch battle face to face, but they'll get you, they'll sting you. Like you're never uprooting them. You're never killing them. You're never fully taking them out. They're always going to be there. And every now and then they're going to land a big ass punch. Like that feels like the Auburn Tigers.
2: I don't know why you you have like this this thought and opinion that that, that Auburn is not passionate, that the games are, are are dull, that it's never lively. Like I have the complete opposite thought of of, and I had unfortunately with the whole restructuring of the SEC back in 2012, I had to play at Auburn three three times instead of my junior year going at Auburn then back to Athens. I'm not crying about it. I, I just have I've had a lot of experience playing there. I've always found Auburn and their fans to be passionate, to be crazy, to be wild. They were one like the the way they handle the student sections when it comes to tickets. Those kids were there before the student section was filled before we even got to the stadium when the buses let let us go. Like we're walking into the stadium for most for most games, away games, and it's empty. You're there two and a half hours before the gates really aren't, aren't open yet. You kind of have a, an opportunity, to kind of just breathe, get set, go do some warm-ups, and then you come back out, then the, the fans start getting there. We're walking out of the bus, and there's already 15,000, 20,000 kids there screaming, cussing at us when we're walking into the stadium. Like I have always loved the experience at Auburn. And I always loved playing there on the field, but the experience in the fan base has always been, to me, A+. plus. So I don't know why you're shocked with this, this ticket sales here.
1: You don't know why I'm shocked that in this year in which there's no real reason to hope that they would set a school record for ticket sales. I didn't say ticket sales are just good. In fact, I think my entire um, kind of native Viet Cong fighter reference was a, 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 a a, um, a validation of their passion. I'm saying their passion is insane. I'm saying their faith is blind. And, and I guess that makes sense given, you know, kind of just more of the culture around there um, with freeze and the student Body, but it's uh, yeah. Look, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on their passion, but I still think it deserves to be applauded and pointed out when they set a school record for selling out season tickets in a season that doesn't even look that promising.
0: Okay. And,
1: and and it's it's it is a uh also and it shows you what a coach can do, though. Yes, yeah, so that's what, what, what i it, it, it shows what a coach can do. It, it 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 gives credence to our point that we discussed with Cole cubic a little while ago, where I was like, you know, take wins and losses off the table. It feels like there's a lot of forward momentum and alignment right now at Auburn. And this would speak to that. Well, um, look, we, we got some more great snaps coming up for you next week. Uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. T Bob Aaron here. Shout out our guy, Ryan Brumley. Congrats on the new digs in New York city. Um, he's an East coast elitist. You should hear him talk about movies. It's nauseating. A huge thank you to Polly Walnuts, Pat Gunther, Adam Gracia, Danny Carnez, and, um, Aaron, you have a great weekend. Any big plans?
2: Uh, was going to go to the pool, but then we just got an email that some little kids shit in the pool. So it's closed for the day. So maybe we will be up and running by tomorrow. Gosh, uh, kids. Years and years ago. Pool. I know We're years and so years ago.
1: It. Um, my daughter actually did a little bit mm-hmm. and I never told anyone. Oh Yeah yeah it, I was I was stressed for a long time mm-hmm. afterwards it's like that old Edgar Allan Poe story where he hears the beating heart and like his foot locker only it was just a beating fart and all I could think was that I'd poison everybody but I did it so hey I hope you have a great weekend this am going back to the lake uh this is snap youtube.com slash at volume stats like subscribe Hit the bell for notifications. That really helps us a ton, y'all. And if, wherever you listen to podcasts, share with your friends, read or review it. That also helps us a ton. We love you. And we'll see you next week back live for Snaps. The big
0: take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving
1: money and markets